This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. An open conversation and my guest is Silo Makekangube. Uh, he's an actor, a director, playwright, recently an executive producer for the station. And uh, you know what? Some say he is probably the most esteemed and most talented of actors in the fields of theater, television, and film. An honor that he has acquired over 40 years of experience. Hey, in fact, Mulana. <laughs> Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Lucana. I mean, uh, the last time we met, you were, we were thinking you would celebrate your 60th in very hey, nice man, in ways. Ah, COVID last did it. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Come March 2020, no cold shower on it. I mean, but to think that you are 60. Yeah. <laughs> are you really 60? I come on, Lucana, man. Ask my knees. <laughs> Get down, Isapumi. Uh, <laughs> hey, but the other day, the other day we had, yeah. I was uh, there was a show that I was emceeing on um, on Saturday. Yeah, this past Saturday, and um, um yeah, Shalim Club. Yes, yeah, uh, Shalim Club was playing, and we are the same age. Okay, and also there's this whole thing that a lot of people uh, you know say we look alike. You look alike, so bit, we call yeah. each other twin. Mm. Hey, but twin bro. A twin. When he takes the guitar, I put me under. No, <laughs> when he dances, yeah. <laughs> and you are under pressure to uh, get down. Hey, bro, or jam. Or jam. I don't know what he's going to do. Hey, himself, hey, that guy. No, he doesn't. He's not sixty yet. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, he's not sixty. Maybe he has done something to his knees. No, but you know, I think it has to do with with, with uh, what is it, Zulu dance? Yeah. Because I think, and because also it is part of his show. Mm. So, and I think that is what keeps him alive. Absolutely. And keeps him almost youthful. And you, Zulu dance, you know, it's not like Sitswana dance. Sitswana dance, you know, you hear. But Zulu dance is like, yay! All that jumping, falling, you know. But no, 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 no. And I think he's a, he's a perfect good looking 60. 60 year old yeah and i shall him job you you give him a shout out my brother i hope you're listening but <laughs> twin i hope you're listening but yeah that's I, it i mean let's let's talk about silo market in fact september was saying to me who is Marke? Who is Nube in the Senate? What's, <laughs> happen- what's happening here? Yeah, yeah. Nah, I was I was just being creative. Yeah. But Marke is my stepfather. Okay. Yeah, and he's the man. I think basically, if I'm looking for a portrait of paternity that I can emulate, you know, he's the one who raised me, and he was a very exceptional man. And then Nube, Nube is the blood label, you know. <laughs> That's all it is. It's a blood tank. It, yeah, it's, no, it's blood label. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And what was beautiful, I think in the past, um, I think four years, uh, one, one of my aunts basically came and whispered to me because I've always been wondering, yes. you know, and uh, she came in and said, actually, even your the grave of your grandfather, it's actually at Mapomolo. Oh. So about four years back, then basically I reconnected with them. In fact, I think uh, in April, 
I was there and it has been a very invigorating, you know, just to know where your roots come from. And I mean, at quite an advanced age of your and life, also, how, how does that hit you? I mean, you know, how, how, how is that? How did you feel? Hey man, um, it, was, it was overwhelming. It was overwhelming in, in, in a sense that, you know, I, I've always known that my, you know, because my father used to even boast about how, you know, how he would talk about my grandmother. Mm. You know, at Minangzalo is tall, you know, and my grandmother, you know, Bogila Ababa Pobozili, you know, Absolutely. So which basically like even my grandfather, you know, I haven't seen any any, any of his pictures. He was also a drumtain, mm. you know, basically. And I think that, you know, just gave me a sense of belonging. I think to know where you come from, it is such an important to know yourself, it is such an important thing. And it you doesn't know, matter what time it, in your life it, it hits you. It, it absolutely. Just, it transforms you it in many ways. It transforms you and it, it, it adds something in your walk. <laughs> you, you know, mm. you, you, you kind of like have an extra bounce in your step. There's you a know? piece of a puzzle that was not there. That was not there and that is fi finally there. Is it something though that throughout the years was concerning you? Oh, that it was. You would have thought it was. about it was. and wanted to know? And hence, I mean, even, well, I mean, I've always known my father. You know, and I think w w when I came, I think at that age where I felt really, I nearly, I, I actually need to take my identity. Mm. You know, though I was made to believe that it was actually wrong that I did it, uh, you know, the yes. way I did it. Because, uh, you know, and it was explained to me by Uloxan VV, you know, and he said, when a child is born out of wedlock, you know, they always belong on the mother's side. Mm. Unless the father had actually went out of their out of their way to do something, but my father never did, yeah. never did that, and I basically just did it township style. <laughs> you know, you did it for yourself. Yeah, I did it for myself. But what was amazing, and I think that will just show you the quality of my stepfather. Mm. When I went to to him and my mother, and I said, "Hey, man, uh, Papa, and Mama, you know, I'm thinking of you know using." My father's surname. And my mother was at war, <laughs> you know. And my stepfather was Togalangwan. Togalangwan. And that was it. And it just happened. And it just happened. Now, let's talk about this uh, <clears throat> career you have heard. And you have in not retired by fact, Yeah. In fact, while still talking about yeah. my father. Yeah. My stepfather. Um... I think 19, I mean, when I was going back into acting. Yes. I'm living with my biological father. And I tell him that, hey, man, I think I'm going back. I want to go back into acting. And which year is this? Uh, that is 86. Because for one and a half years, I've just been, I was working as a clerk. Okay. I even worked at uh, High Parama Sentin. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, was it because there was no acting gig or you were just tired for a while? Gibson had decided to close shop. So there was no way that one, you know, would, 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 would I mean, if you, if you are an actor during our time, yeah. the only place that was credible was go working with Gibson. Yeah. You know, and when he decided to close shop, I think in 1982, because of, um, what is it? Um, because television, TV 2 and 3 was starting mm. because he thought television was going, was to, going steal, to be now yeah, the, still the new thing. Yeah, mm. and still audiences from the theater. Yes. So that's why he decided to close shop. So when I told my, my biological father that, uh, hey man, I'm, I'm think I'm going, oh, I think of going back into acting. And he said to me, 
so ufuna ubla waimbamba njengobaba mncane wakho i have ubaba mncane his mother yeah no baba ka Kenny Majuz Kenny Majuz is one of the actors that i mean he played in Sikalo he was actually the lead yes you know in Sikalo and he's one of the known actors i mean he worked na Simon Maponusabela and Joe Mafela in mm. fact they were together in Uteliwe so at no ngoba my my uncle ano Okay. <laughs> so that's why I got to know. But when I went to my um, stepfather, he just said, wise decision. To go back to acting. To go back to acting. He seems to uh, been very supportive of you throughout. I mean, it's not always <laughs> you, that you get these great testimonies about stepparents. Hey, it? man. I think that man was amazing. I mean, my stories of him, even I think I remember when I was still in higher primary and I remember him sitting me on his lap, teaching me the difference between a husband and wife, you know, still in lower primary. Mm. <laughs> Get a wife. Mm. Are a husband. Are a husband. <laughs> so, <laughs> From a very young age, very involved. Very involved. But then in, in, in terms of that growing up, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, what then becomes this moment where you discover theater, drama, film, if you want to call it that, when do you discover for yourself that this you know, is I think where I'm, I'm interested? I think I've always had a performing streak. No, inside that, of me it's still there by the way <laughs> <laughs> you know and i think that i mean i always recollect it from the day when i mean from the age of about four mm. and my uncle uh, my um, um, his soul rest in peace uh, in last one of my mother's on my mother's mm. side um he used to on saturdays he would take me to town you know and he would you know make it a, a point that we pass you know like around the indian shops you know and you know they always have a speaker on the on the pavement and whatever latest song would be blurring out of that speaker and boy would i get down oh. <laughs> on the pavement people will throw money you know for me so you now and then you realized oh i can make money from this no i didn't even realize because my pay you know for jiving on the pavement yeah. was a packet of chips and coca cola <laughs> you know but also i think in standard 3 um my teacher uh, our our teacher gave us this poem um or the lyrics of all things bright and beautiful yes to learn and uh, i think maybe after a couple of days and my mother had rehearsed me you know and uh, the teacher said okay bana all things bright and beautiful mm. and who raised his hand it was you yours truly and i went in front there bro actions and all all things bright and beautiful all things bright and beautiful all creatures great and small all things wise and wonderful the lord god made them all <laughs> you know so i think also that is a memory yes. and but even after that when it came to reciting poems I was the one who was chosen. I was never good with handwork because we used okay. to do handwork and all that. I was never but when the inspectors would come to assess, I was always the one who was in front to go to, and to and, go and, 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 the, do, and do the recitations, mm, you mm, know. Mm. And then but I think one thing that really 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 sparked it was 1975 Mofolo Hall in Soweto. 
my father used to be uh, my biological father used to be sort of like the doorkeeper mm. you know uh, bouncer like stuff because even those times there were tzotis you know and I he was known it's you know, tzotis and I solve a man you and they're know. out of the system you know <clears throat> excuse me so you know when the show was there and then he organized for me and my cousins to come and watch it that is what turned my life around because after watching that play um I just kept on mimicking what I'd seen in the play. And uh, my cousin, who was a bit, um, and five, three years older than mm. me, had friends and they were doing an amateur play. And when they'd gathered, I would always go there and, Emma, do you remember when Africa did this? And Africa did this. And Africa was, um, was played by Mkholi um, Sifasi, who was uh, uh, Brenda's uh, brother. Okay. And... Um, the other thing was Mkolisi had a gap and at that time I used to have a gap. Now it's, you know, it's... You've sealed it up. I've, I've <laughs> done some dental work on myself. And uh, I, I mean, she, she used to be my role model, <laughs> you know, because of the gap. And mm. I say, yeah, and I'm Africa and, uh, you know, in a gap. So, and I just kept on mimicking what he used to do. And these guys thought, hey, man, where's Marlene Tuanale? In fact, in that cast, uh, Len Maseko, who's the who used to be the editor of Soweto, yeah. was in that car. In, 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 was a friend of my cousin, plus uh, Robert Maguaza, the photographer. They were friends of, of of my cousin, and so they said, "Okay, I seen Fagini playing," and they started writing me in. Yeah. There was no part. For there me. was no part for you. No, you, they, you wrote yourself. In the, they, you know, I <laughs> I made myself indispensable. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they started writing me in. And my first performance, basically, was in 1976 January, Naledi Hall. Mm. So basically, if we were to combine with those amateur years, because then I started performing or acting. You know, in amateur plays from 1976. I mean, January 1976. You speak of then we see June 1976. Then, exactly. How was the temperature? How was how was how were the politics of that time, and how was theatre part and parcel of the politics of that time, if ever? You know, actually, and I think the amazing thing was actually most of the plays at that time they were more social plays. Okay. I mean, even the play that I, I was doing was I think I remember I think the play was called Your Sin Will Find You Out. Mm. You know, and which was about just, you know, somebody crime, somebody doing something and then, you know, being found out at the end. Um, and, I, and I think Gibson Kenter's How Long was the, I think the, was the, almost the trademark. Yeah. Of, you know, people ri writing political, even though, I mean, I think at that time, I think the way the Matsumelas, no, in fact, the Matsumelas were not that known, I think, in 1975, you know. Uh, and uh, so how long was, the, I think, the I think the only political play? At the time. At the time. And it was recently at the Devon Playhouse, which is where e I saw exactly. it a few yes. years ago. Yes, and yes, yes. You, you speak quite, I mean, um, Passionately about how long uh, yeah. when you reflect on it. Uh, and Bragib. And you know? Bragibs. And uh, my, my, my professional debut, I actually ended up getting it through him. Mm. You know? So, I mean, Bragib was very, and uh, he's not really recognized. If, if anything, I think Bragib was the Shakespeare of the township at his time. You know, I mean, the, I mean, you know, you, you know, H.I.E. Lomo, the, yes, you know, yes. he wrote uh, plays and whatever. Absolutely. But, that period, I think, maybe between the 50s 
and uh, I guess also, you know, stretching also, I mean, late 50s, stretching into the, in, into the 80s. Definitely, Bragib was the one who was very central, you know, as far as theater was concerned. And uh, yeah, and uh, that, that's that, that's where it started, you know. And and I, I just, I mean, w- w- when I remember Bragib, even my, I think my first on my debut, my character had a, a monologue just before the interval. And I think I so went into it because the monologue, I mean, the character ended up crying, and even. When you know I had finished the scene, I continued to cry. To cry, and you know, <laughs> and Bragib came. Ah, come on, sweet, that's serious. serious. Not personal. <laughs> <laughs> You know. And then you started knowing how to separate yourself from the role. And... Fact, that actually happened much later. Is it? Yeah, it happened much later. It happened, I think, after I had done the the suit uh, with uh, Bunny Simon, and that's another person who is very pivotal, mm. I think, in my career. And I did the the the, the and in fact the, the the suit was also one of those plays that actually when it ends you remember he it ends with Philemon discovering the dead body of his wife yes. that he's been punishing after the infidelity, and um, and the play ends basically after Philemon just after Philemon has you know discovered the dead body and he carries it and he's you know calling the neighbors you know and then from there he sits at the edge of the table you know rocking the body the, of uh, Matilda mm. you know and crying and the lights go down and i tell you sometimes even many times as we are bowing i'm like <laughs> <laughs> hold yourself hold yourself <laughs> And after the after the the, the curtain call, I would go backstage and just let it all out. And let it all out. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a, also a very interesting thing as far as acting is concerned. You know, um, there's one uh, I think American director Uta Hagen, mm. and she says the body has got an innate sense of truth. You know, and um, the thing is, what you do as an actor, you almost send auto suggestion messages to your subconsciousness absolutely you know and uh, when your subconsciousness the, your, the subconscious the subconsciousness or the subconscious and, and times it gets is tri- very amenable and at times it gets triggered exactly yeah. you know it, it's amenable and uh, the thing is from then the body believes <laughs> you know that this is really happening yeah and it just you know <laughs> <laughs> well if you have just joined us it is uh, <laughs> a, a, an open conversation here with silo market 27 minutes past 11 i'm going to open up those lines for you to ask him a question or send him uh, some thought that you have on zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. it is i mean before we go to news headlines you've spoken to me about the absence of uh, let's call it protest theater. Yeah, uh, where theater used to be a form of challenging power. Absolutely, and you feel as if it's no longer as present as it used to be. No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> in in actual fact, if uh, I would I would say this, uh, just before the elections, yeah, <clears throat> there were um, what is it rallies? Yes, you know. And on this particular day, I call uh, Fana, Fana Mukwena. Mm, you know, mm. I wanted to talk to him about something. And as I called him, I said, hey, man, dude, man, I want us to get together. There's something I want to talk to you about. 
And he said, hey, I'm an A, man, I'm an Zile. You know, he calls me Zile. Yeah. I'm a Zile, man. Okay. You know what? Today, Gava, I mean, we've got a, we've got a rally. You know, in social Um So let's talk in the middle of the week. I said, "What? You got a rally?" I said, "I'm coming with you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then I went with him to the rally. Uh, yeah. E- e- EFF. Uh, and what struck me when I was at that rally was to realize that actually I have been captured. Mm. You, you don't don't use that view, word loosely these days. Right? I know, but I I had been captured because somehow the way I looked at life, I was just looking at life through the lens of the ANC. Yeah, you know, and not allowing myself to listen to different views and look at life in general and experience anything. And the experience there was so thrilling for me, mm. you know. And I just thought, wow. And I just, I've been captured. But that didn't end there because then after that, you know, you take photos. Yes, the, and, and, the then, and then they circulate. And, and then the leadership, you know, posts post on Twitter. And then the next thing my comrade sees, said, okay, then what's the problem? Why are you there? Uh, are you jumping sheep? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember having saying to them, I said, well, you know, one thing that we have forgotten is that I am an artist. And if there's anything, you know, I think somehow it is like even when you you choose a particular or even choose religion at times. Yes. You know, there is a way that it clouds how you look at the world. You don't see the world for what it is. You see the world through a certain lens, you know. And I think from that day, you know, it's when I realized, ah, man. You found some liberation. I, I did. That day, if ever it was a day of freedom and which was the freedom of my soul and the freedom of my thinking. That was the day when I, I, att- I attended that run. Well, on that thought, it is half past 11. Power Talk with Lukona Mbini. Call Lukona on 0861-987-000. And do tweet me at Lukona Mguni and hashtag Power Talk when you do that. Uh, I mean, an open conversation with Silo Makeka Ngube. Many would know him as Uachi with that uh, opener that we did uh, for you. <laughs> um, we were just talking about, you know, before we got to those news headlines, we spoke about the idea of being captured. Yeah. And there's a story then you just relay, <laughs> which is fascinating <laughs> For me, yeah. you know, artists being involved with politics, yeah. and you found yourself in that particular situation yeah. in Amaluti Apufong, and you were campaigning. Tell me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was campaigning. I was there, you know, campaigning with the Minister of uh, Social Development. Uh, in fact, what reminded me of this was uh, a hearing on the news yes. that the deputy president is going to visit uh, Maluta Pafud. Yes. You know, and I remembered we were there campaigning. And uh, as I went into one house, you know, and I actually just went alone, well, with a couple of, you know, local residents. And as I entered, because I was kind of like leading the yes. throng. And as I, you know, came around the house and there was this old man and old woman who were sitting outside, you know, like I think they are regular, the, yeah. you know, the the chores of the day or maybe even the children. And they were just sitting in the sun, you know, taking in, you know, the sun. And as we entered and the old lady looked at me, Ari, Hela, Hela, Come over, but I'm a new for your bar, but I tell you, she's not going to win. 
Did you ever come back for that? <laughs> no, I did. I mean, I had to. I had to come up with something. And uh, I mean, I'm wearing. I'm wearing CR's t-shirt. You know, everything. Ramaphosa chance. Yeah. Ramaphosa chance. Talk about the line is 0861-987-000 if you want to ask Silo a question. There are some questions streaming through on uh, Twitter. Um Tuduzi says, I must ask you, which prominent personalities would you like to play in the future locally and outside South Africa? Wow. You know, I mean, I've had the opportunity to play. In fact, I think maybe so Robert Sobuk. Is it? Yeah. Robert Sobuk. I think I'm too old for <laughs> for Steve Biko. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 by the way, you are no stranger to that political persuasion, Not PC at all. politics, Not PAC at all. ideologies. I mean, were they part and parcel of? They your were part and, and parcel. Like I say, I mean, when I'm mean, in fact, uh, when I grew up, I grew up in Natridgeville, Even though I had two years, like '75 and '76, I was in Soweto. Um, but most of my life, I grew up in in Atridgeville, and PAC was very strong in Atridgeville in in many ways. You know, I mean, Idikang Mosenek, you know, PAC, you know, and I, I remember distinctly because I did my form one. What is form one in the in today's terms? Uh, what, what would that be? Great. Uh, what, what is it? Standard. It's up, it's, I grade think it's eight or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, standard. Uh, yeah, grade six, eight. Oh, yeah, grade seven or grade eight, and. Um, and I think I remember there was a, I think that was 1974. Mm. And there was an article, you know, a double spread article on Robert Sobukwe. And um, I think one of the students, you know, posted it, you know, at the, at the, at the what is it, notice board at the back of the classroom. And, uh, and I mean, the, 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 the strange was the, the principal of Dr. Uh, W.F. Nkomo yes. was Ndate uh, Musenek, you know, and he was uh, the father to the Khang Musenek. But boy, he made us remove, <laughs> he made the class to remove that um, double spread of uh, Sobuke that was, you know, in, in our class. You know, so um, what what was the point of going back to to that? The yeah, politics you know, being the part politics, of and yes. you wanting and to then, but Robert. now seventy six comes. Mm. You know, and I was very oblivious of the politics that much at that time. You know, I mean, that short. I mean, the thing is, I mean, in fact, that situation just shows how the suppression was also external and internal. Yeah, you know, because. Um, on one hand, you know, it's like our parents were, you know, see, what is it, protecting us from getting involved, knowing that we will get into trouble, mm. you know. And I think uh, our principal, Ndate Musaneke, basically knowing that he had already lost his son, you know, his son has actually ended up in jail. Yes. You know, I think he wasn't wishing that, you know, upon, you know. Any of you. Any, any of us yeah. who were growing up, you know. And I mean, I mean, I was what, what, 15 then? And and the uh, Khang went to jail at, at that at a, age. At a very young age. At a very, yeah, you know, absolutely. so you know, I mean, basically, it was just seeing how susceptible, you know, we 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 are, you know, and um, so and then now seventy six comes. I'm oblivious of the politics. I didn't even know what a sellout was. <laughs> I didn't know what security uh, police was. But from that day, that became our regular vocabulary. Yeah, you know, sellout. 
you know, security um, branch. You, you know, a security branch. You know, you know, we fight against the system. And I remember, I mean, you know, even at that, I think we were writing, we were writing exams because it happened right bang on when we were writing, you know, half year exams. In, and uh, at that time, already we were being taught in Africans mm. in the schools, you know. And uh, and a uh, boy, oh gosh, I've got. We had a, a, a principal there, Barakeramahuma. And uh, those teachers then, bro, I think they were bilingual. By the bilingualism that they had, you know, it cannot be matched by even my, many of my generation. Yeah. Maybe very few, you know. Maybe few also because, like my brother, my brother, well, my younger brother, you know, he grew up in Pretoria. Hey, you should listen to that dude speak Afrikaans. He'll, he, he works lyrical. Oh, he's lyrical. <laughs> let's let's and go. I'm, and I'm jealous yeah. of him. Let's you let's know? go on the line. I have Tepo. Tepo, good yeah. morning. Ah, uh, good morning, Lukana. Good morning, also Tatemake. Uh, uh, hi, hi, hi. Who's a Tsepo? Tsepo, yeah. Hey, hi, Tsepo. He's just a few years older than me. <laughs> Say again? He says you're you a few years, years older than him. Okay, all yeah. right. I did a few scene with you many years ago, Generation 1. I was an uh, 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 extra there. I think I was Clive. Okay. Corny and that. I was an American producer. But congratulations on your career. No, thank I just you, got too. a bit concerned that, you know, from a layman uh, perspective, a lot of you guys, yes, we see you, you're jumping sheep here or there. But I think sometimes we need to c uh, confront the beast because we look at it that, okay, now that they're not getting what they've been getting, they're jumping uh, sheep. It would really be nice to see you guys talk or we see that you guys are giving a leg back. You've mentioned a lot. I've been listening on how you were helped to be where you are. But we don't see it. And especially with many artists, I know personally many artists that would tell you they got a trumpet from chuckle scene they got this and that to get where they are but that is dying out we saw more, we're almost seeing people that are in a survival mode everybody's doing it just to get themselves by mm, and mm. i think really you guys play very crucial i'm an artist myself in all aspects from design to acting as well and um, and in all uh, this respect we need to really go back and plow back to our people our people are lost to these days we need guys like you to really really show it can be done we come from humble beginnings with nothing, and look at you today. And I think let's inspire the young ones. And uh, in a positive spirit, I hope I'm saying this, that let's really uh, not just be joining this party, that but whatever party that we are joined, yeah. we must be there to really force for change in our industries, and then we can realize our goals. Okay. Thank you. Sebo, thank you, thank you. Very, thank you very much. I mean, <clears throat> you've got the Silo Makekangube Foundation, Foundation and yes. you are trying to actually do some work plowing oh, i've already started mm, actually mm. i've already started i started in 2018 and i would have started long ago had i had the corporation you know but 2018 i started an incubation uh, in uh, caltonville yeah because i think honestly speaking here at home i have hit the ceiling yeah and actually i think even in other circles i'm actually regarded as very expensive okay <laughs> you know because and so I you've priced yourself out is I, that I, what, I, what I, happens yeah, over time yeah because i mean i think you know like with time you realize that you know i mean if you don't stand up for yourself nobody's going to and you know and if you don't demand what you want you'll always yeah. be given what is on the table you know and i think i had reached a point where i just felt no 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 i can't keep taking what you offer me I think I'm worth and I'm going to determine my Your worth, worth. And not you determine what, you know, what my worth is. 
you know but um you know getting into eping actually showed me another story okay. which we will touch on <laughs> which shortly. we will touch on yeah but I've, you know i've already started you know you know started doing that and um and yeah i mean all i can do now is pass on the baton you know um and the, the, and the, there's a lot of young talent there are stories to tell huge stories to be you know to be told and also i think you know yes and i've got something to offer yeah. You know, I mean, this 40 years haven't been just 40 years of just, you know, enjoying the limelight. Actually, I couldn't even understand the limelight when it started. <laughs> you know what I mean? And appreciate it for what it was. Yeah, when... and appreciate it for what it was. Actually, you know, I mean, I like it when when I, when I hear young people saying, you know, you know, I'm still working on my brand and I'm still working on my brand. <laughs> You are probably still working on your brand as well. Or no, is but, the but brand the there? Is, the, your brand was long made before you even knew that you are, that a, brand. You are a brand. Let's go back to the line. Soli, good morning. Good morning, Lukona. Thanks for taking my call. Brother, how are you, my brother? I'm all right. How are you, my bro? I'm okay. I just wanted to hear from you uh, because you just said that you've hit, uh, hit the ceiling. Yes. Uh, the other thing that w- what I want to know is uh, because I hear people say you know you are that good when you're headhunted and don't have to go for an interview. What I want to know is do you still go for auditions for roles, especially here in Mohai? Okay. Thank you. Sorry. Okay. Let, thank me take, you, let me take a few. Okay. Uh, Jessica, good morning. Uh, good morning. How are you guys? Well, how are you? I'm good. Um, I've seen Tatisola as an executive producer for the station on Zanzi on Zanzi Magic. I see he also has a foundation that does a GPV, and he has a, an academic school. Yeah. I wanted to know what else is he working on this year because his brand is growing and it's so huge and it's so exciting. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Jessica, for dialing in on zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero here on this open conversation with Silo Magekagube. Let's take Soli and then give you a chance to respond. Another Soli, by the way, <laughs> Soli mm. Leondale. Good morning. Hey, Brazil, how are you? I'm alright. How are you? I'm fine, man. I want to say two things. The first one is to say that thank you very much for saving us as South Africans in such a diligent way. We appreciate your work. And then secondly, on the light note, I just want to ask you, when the time came that you want to change your image and uh, cut off your dreadlocks, Mm. how easy or difficult was that decision? I was angry. (laughs) (laughs) When 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 you're angry, (laughs) it doesn't take long to decide. You cut them out of anger? Yes. Well, it it was two things. It was out of anger, um or or maybe my anger you know shifted into it but i was actually going to doing to be doing othello mm. a movie you know of othello yes and i was playing opposite uh, hakim kaikazem i mean and it was the very first time where you know it was othello was black yes, and yes. iago was also black you know um and it was done by ah oh gosh timothy 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 how can i forget his name um uh, gosh and it's a you Eusebius, Eusebius Timothy. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was directed by Eusebius Timothy. And uh, yeah, and um, you know, basically before that, and when, you know, like the decision came, I was like, right, let's cut them off, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't even feel a pinch. Easy. Because also I think, you know, another thing is like, um, I think when you're an actor, your, your image changes all the time. And I think we haven't actually matured into that space. Like, for instance, you look at, uh, at uh, Samuel L. Jackson. 
you know what I mean? I mean, Samuel L. Jackson, I mean, plays with, uh, you know, like his hair. Yeah. You know, in one movie, you'll see him with, I mean, without hair. The other movie, he's got wigs that, you know, that he's wearing, you know, to just change the image, you know. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's uh, you know, the beauty of being an actor. An actor, you're not, you know, basically not supposed to be, you know, have maybe only just yeah. one look. Do you, you still know? audition? Audition. I, you know, um, I refuse actually. Oh, they, yeah, they do call me and I, I refuse in, 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 in many instances, you know, because I feel that, you know, I would audition for an overseas uh, uh, director. Okay. You know, but for a local director, I mean, come on. I mean, unless you say, look, there's something that I, I'm looking for, you know. And I want to see if ever you can execute that. Yes, you know, which is different, which, which is, is different. something you've never been part of. Or Maybe something done. that I've not been part of. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I mean, from my take of what an actor is, first acting lesson I get it from my uncle Obatino Yufunufana Na And what he did, he said, he broke down the word actor for me. He said, A stands for action, C stands for creativity, T stands for technique. O stands for observation. R stands for reaction. All these things you use as an actor. And I have gone further now to actually explain how this process works. Mm. And the most important thing that you do as an actor is observation. Observation is critical. And this observation is external, observing life around you, and internal, observing yourself, how, you know, basically when you are feeling and remembering the sensations, Hence, I was talking about the amenability of the subconscious mind. And because when you work as an artist, that's where you go to your subconscious, you know, and um, almost, you know, I mean, your conscious mind, you know, basically like sends message to your subconscious yeah. in order to dig out your truthfulness, which is already inside of you based on the experiences and how you also manage to you know, to, to, to record them in, in, your, in your mind. So basically, as an actor, you know, all the emotions that are there, that are written, yeah. you have them. You, you have them. Now, Jessica asks an interesting issue, which yeah. I thought we were going to touch on as well. Mm -hmm. Indeed, You are now an EP of yes. the station, and I'm yes. actually quite enjoying it, to tell the truth. You yes. said being executive producer has now opened you to a new world. Yes. How has that experience been? That experience has been mind-blowing. And uh, one has got to thank um, Zanzi Magic for actually giving me this, the, the opportunity to, you know, to, to be an executive producer. That experience you know, basically made me see what producers go through. You know, and, um, and basically now I was at the receiving end mm. of, um, you know, of getting the, you know, dealing with the temperaments of other actors. You know, and I had to make sure that I almost shelved my acting side, even though I was the actor, I was acting even in it. But it was an amazing experience because it took me through the whole process, you know, from inception of the concept, you know, right through to writing the scripts. And now basically, um, what is it, uh, you know, you know, making the, 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 the production, you know, for TX. Yeah. You know, now, transmission. Now, I've got one question before I go back to the lines. Yeah. Uh, Lorato is asking, which book would you wish to be shot as a movie? Which book do you think should be, you wish should be shot as a movie or TV series? For him, it is Things Fall Apart, and he's excited that it will be on our screens soon. Yeah. Um, my, uh, in fact, I've got 
couple of books that you know I'm 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 toying around with, and the one is um, the land is ours. Okay. I think that would make a very interesting story. Absolutely. By rich rich mm. in history as well, if uh, you read exactly. it. Let's go back to the lies. This caller is going to take me to the next theme of our conversation. Bongani, good morning. Hey, Gunjan. Hey. Hey. <laughs> this is my adopted son. It's a new surprise. Ah uh, no, this is a, it's a it's a pleasant one. <laughs> in, uh, fact, no, no, in fact, in I, fact, yes. in fact, today I actually came across your shoes <laughs> that you forgot <laughs> that you forgot when you were returning from KZ. Yes, Bongani, there's a story you want to tell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've been sitting here trying to figure out what is it that I'm gonna say about Uba Balapo. And one thing that I can say is thank you more than anything. Yeah. You know, uh it's one thing for somebody to tell you that they love you and it's another thing to feel the love from that person. Mm. And you came into my life and you gave me that love that I I had never gotten. And for the first time in my life and I always said would he, I was speaking to Pearl the other day and said, I don't know how to be a child, but for the mm. first time in my life, when you came into my life, you you gave me that love that needed a response. And this is what I'm trying to every day understand. What is it to be umtwana under a, a parent? Mm. So mm. I would really, I, I really appreciate you, the role that you're playing in my life. I really appreciate more than anything, the love that you're giving me. Something that I never got in from my biological mm. father, but and he's still alive and there's, it's not like there's any. I have I hold anything against him, but when it comes to you, maybe the world needs to know that there's something that you're doing out there for other children, and I am living proof of that. To uh-huh. say, and I want to say thank you, thank you for that opportunity. And it's easy for me to say Baba Gwe than my biological father. That's how deep it is for me. Bongani, oh, thank, baba, you. Bo. thank Bongani, you. Thank you, thank you so much for calling in and uh, calling and then, you, you know sharing you, that we'll story. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Silo, this puts our outstanding business. Mm-hmm. Um, letters to your sons. Let I know. And uh, y- y- there is something there to talk about. I mean, Bongani giving that testimony as a father. That's it. To yes. him, you mm-hmm. have your own biological sons as well. Exactly. And you still... Yeah. No, no, absolutely, and uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, and uh, that yeah, that letters to my sons is still it's a project that we're still working on, and but you know, um, in December basically I did uh, conversations, you know, between fathers and sons, yes. and my sons, and you know, we're having, I mean, we ha- we inter- we intended to just do sixteen days, we ended up doing a whole month of those mm. conversations, mm. and they were flighted on um, so to TV. Yes, so issues of masculinity, Fana, they are a very st- I mean, I mean, strong passion for me. I mean, they touch me very deeply. And I think it's so important that, you know, men, we begin to wake up and realize our the importance of our role in life and in society. And it's not because you, know? you are being self-righteous about no, it. No, not at You've all. You've had your own experiences. I've had my own flaws in it. And But the thing is, I mean, you know, I mean, one of the things, I mean, I've, sp- I've spoken about my story about with my eldest son who passed away. 
because when he was 19, I learned that he's got four girlfriends. And the next thing, you know, and the other thing is that I've got four children with four different women. And I started having that conversation with him mm. when he was 19. And when he passed on, when he was 21, uh, those conversations that I've had with him, I mean, were resonant in his friends, the way they spoke about him. And they were saying, you know, policy became very clear about one thing, that he will never have a child out of wedlock, mm. you know. And so basically, because we were really having very serious discussions because I, I said to him, look, um, I wasn't raised by my biological father. And I thought by just raising you, I've done a good job. Because one question that I asked him, you know, when we were dealing with the whole thing of the four girlfriends, I said to him, tell me when you were growing up, didn't you wish that I was always there? I was always there. And tears welled up in his eyes. And I said, you see, I didn't do a good job of it. Absolutely. You know, so from now on, we've got to look at the role that we've got to play, you know, as fathers. Because when you get to that point where you basically become a father basically your boyhood actually is thrown out of the window you know and i think basically we've got to teach young men to think twice when they go into you know being sexually active because you know i mean out of realization and out of life experience you realize that we play with sex but that is where our godly, godliness actually is. Exactly. Now, let me ask you to take a quick uh, note mm -hmm. uh, before we end out. <laughs> we get out of time. Endless says uh, actors like uh, Ferry Jele and uh, Zetum Patele, so under, uh, they, why, why are actresses like them so underrated and yet they are so good, uh, but not out there? And then let's go back to the line. Uh, Philip, Philip, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you very much. And Dr. Maki, uh, I just want to ask one thing. I heard you talking about the prof, uh, Robert Sobukwe. Yes. What is it that we have kicked out of uh, uh, Professor Robert Sobukwe that can change the narrative currently in terms of the Africans realizing that there is much that they can do on their own, especially on the United States of Africa? And what is it that as actors that you can build in order to change the mentality, because if you are mentally enslaved, it becomes difficult to be physically okay. free. Philip, let's, yes. let's drop you. it there so that he Thank has you, time Phil. to respond. And then one person who didn't want to come on air, Sub, uh, said, the life of Lucas Mangope, has it ever crossed your mind to act as him? That would be interesting, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I never thought of him. I mean, the other day, though, I was watching, you know, clips of him, but it, it has not crossed my mind, okay. you know. But, you know, I think for me, the one thing that I took out of Robert, it was his resilience and his, what is it? I think it's John uh, Paul Sartre who says, you know, we are who we are by the deep-seated refusal to be what others want us to be. Absolutely. And Robert Sobuke for me, you know. Let's touch that. on that question by Entle on Ferry Jelly. Uh, Fana, Ferry, you, you know, sometimes, I mean, look at uh, who's at um, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Sometimes actors basically find their fame much earlier. But I want to talk about the voice. There is a playing mm. that I'm working on with a bunch, a group of lovely women and it is basically like, you know, uh, what you call it, GB-based. Yeah. But it is the voice of women basically speaking. Okay. So that is that. So, so if you see 
Faith walk into studio. That means my time is entirely up. But a uh, quick Faith, one give, from give us another ten uh, minutes. from Bugzology <laughs> on, 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 on listen to this on Twitter. Someone says uh, tongue in cheek. In 2015, you did an interview on Power 98.7. We were asked about you aging. You said you're not in the business of aging. <laughs> then your beard was black. Now they are saying. <laughs> You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za. Or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.